I'm your host, Dave Gerber. Welcome to Beyond Corona. We are back with Beyond Corona, and I'm Dave Gerber, still your host. Let's boost our spirits a little bit as we get into part B of this episode. Here after the break, we're going to do what I call positive but not Pollyanna, things we can appreciate and that will make us happy, things that are positive, and things that we can appreciate and look forward to. Today, I thought we'd get positive around the subject of positive reinforcement and encouraging you to give it to other people in your lives. Think about how you can personalize praise. You know, how can you be specific about what you're complimenting people on? And I talked about that in the first half of the show. Offer positive, constructive feedback using the techniques I discussed earlier. At least use the PNP model, which stands for positive, negative, positive, And you're going to get better results when talking to people and giving them feedback. Be sure to reward positive behaviors or give compliments as close to when they happen. Yet, also a good technique and a relationship builder, go back and say to the person privately uh, at another time, by the way, I really think what you did back there was a, was good. It was a nice job. Make your external rewards for things on the fewer side and reinforce intrinsic motivation and the power of positive thinking. Do you need to hear that? Does a family member need to hear that? Reinforce that for them. Share the love. Be sure to spread around the positive praise, the kudos, the attaboys, and the girls. Everyone is running on respect, recognition, and validation as top motivators. We can feed them. We can help them feel better and more positive. Think about other things to be positive about. How to share that mindset and how to constantly, while realistically and grounded at the same time, look to have some positive as a part of our new modus operandi, if you will, the way we're going to think from now on. Maybe we need some tool to help us, like a rubber band to snap us back when we're being negative. Whatever. There are a lot of positive things going on with people. I hear about them. I see them. We just have to keep it up. We have to keep sharing, keep creating, keep growing. And all of that is going to take a positive growth mindset. And so on that note, I want to switch gears a little bit and take time to answer the daily question. This one happens to be from a colleague. In fact, I put the answer to it in my used conflict book years ago. Uh, here's a version of it. Let me Let me talk about what I said. So today's question is, Some people react to things, and remember, if we're talking about tough love, there's a good likelihood that someone might react back at you when you start to share. So just be aware of it. Some people react to things, and others seem to respond to them. They are different. Can you explain more? Well, I'd love to. We live in a society that's very reactive and fearful, and we see that every day more and more with the news that's happening right now. We're not supposed to see this much stimuli stimuli that we're getting, particularly on the negative side. It's very difficult. It's why a lot of people are are, are really struggling right now. But remember, people often feel defensive. No one likes to be judged or forced to explain why they did or didn't do something. So there's an important distinction between reacting and responding. It's critical. Most of us react because we haven't trained our brains to slow down. When we slow down in conflict... We hear something we don't like, offensive, whatever it is, and our brains have time to become flooded with options. That's what we do when we slow down. This means we're moving more towards a response rather than allowing internal, emotional, or you know, physical change to, to dictate how we're, physiological change, I should say, to dictate how we're, we're going to speak or behave next. 
So reacting is a sudden, immediate, internal or external action or feeling that contains lots of emotion and quite often no consideration of how it's going to affect us or others after it comes out of our mouth, right? Responding means that we slow down, we select the path, we make a decision or a behavior while considering the action itself and the people who are going to be affected and the possible consequences. It's why when people are angry, they're reacting, they're not responding because everything is moving very quickly in our bodies and we have to be careful and know it's going to happen. You know, the reptilian reaction, which I mentioned, describes how humans respond automatically to positive or negative events without consciously thinking about the consequences. Remember, when somebody reacts, it's often not like, I'm going to react, and then they do something stupid. It just happens. It happens so fast. It's it, The reaction is grounded in an emotion. It's not grounded in logic. So the reptilian reaction concept is derived from the theory of the reptilian brain. You know, this teaching principle describes the sequence of events in a cause and effect relationship, like I said, action, reaction. You know, the reptilian reaction concept of the reptilian brain claims that primitive, the primitive part of our brain, the primitive, I guess, reptilian part of our brain controls lust, fear, hate, love, those types of things. And when we react, we're actually operating with this primitive part and we're using emotion over logic and reason. And you know, as well as I do, that often gets us in trouble. Reptiles and other animals do this instinctively. So do people who have not been taught to slow down and consider the immediate long-term actions and consequences. Like I said, it's a lot easier said than done, but it takes practice. And usually the choice of reactive behavior is, as I said, is not conscious, but it's almost like a reptile. It's a reptilian reaction, and it often perpetuates negativity and often creates a cycle of conflict that spirals out of control from that point, especially if it becomes a back and forth with someone. People often resort to this behavior when their coping skills are limited or their communication skills are limited or they can't see any other options. They stick with the approaches that are most comfortable and most experienced using and that's our default behavior and those default behaviors often are very reactive. But once we're consciously aware of how we feel, then we can make a better choice. So it's about being distinct and 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 when something comes in to be able to quickly step back and analyze it and say, how does this make me feel? Okay, I feel angry. Okay, I'm. what am I going to do about it? That's a lot to do in a very instantaneous moment. But we have to try and do it. And so there are several ways to avoid reacting and to control decision making. First is to understand your emotions. So understanding your hot buttons, what, what sets you off. That's usually based on some underlying emotion or feeling uh, that isn't good. So when we understand like... You know, you can say to someone, you're just like your mother, and they like flip out. Well, that might be because they've never analyzed how they are like their mother and are have qualities that they don't like, like their mother has. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It just means that they haven't really looked at it enough and been done enough soul searching to get freedom from that because you should be like your mother. You should be like your father. That's who raised you. Uh, it, that's the default. So you can make a change when you slow down. We have to develop a little bit of what I call frustration tolerance. All right, so we're going to hear something and we're going to get better at being frustrated and tolerating it for the moment so we can be better about how we respond as opposed to not having any frustration tolerance and then it's action reaction. So we got to strengthen our sense of self-worth and reduce our dependence on external validation and we have to get better at dealing with ambiguity. 
And one of the ways that I try and, you know, sort of other things I try and do to avoid reacting is I use what's called the weight principle, the why am I talking principle, you know, just breathe, don't say anything and let a, a bunch of stuff will go through your head. Oftentimes when you don't say anything, people will fill the silence I've even heard people come up with their own answers to the questions that they asked out loud. I've heard people apologize to others because sort of their voice resonated, the volume or the way they said it resonated when there was no response. It was like they heard it. They're like, ooh, I didn't mean to sound that angry. And they apologize. We have to let a bunch of stuff go through our head, like avoid thinking in terms of extremes. You know, a reaction is a very extreme type of a thing. Because it's action-reaction. We have to avoid believing that our perspective is the only one that exists. And when we do that, we can slow down and analyze and see if maybe this person has a you know, legitimate point. Don't overgeneralize or blow things out of proportion. You know, it's hap- uh, That project wasn't good. Oh, that person hates me. It's very easy to blow things and make them bigger and blow them out of proportion. Don't personalize the entire conflict. If you want to not react on the the highway when you get cut off remember that they didn't go oh that's dave gerber i'm gonna cut him off right now they they don't it's not personal but we have a tendency to personalize everything especially conflict and think about it if someone's bringing conflict to you it's very likely they have a lot of things going on in their mind in their life in their family in their feelings in their health that are really sort of contributing to that so try not to get sucked in not your monkeys not going to battle it don't allow the experience of, of what's being said to overshadow the successes that you've created. Sometimes when we someone says something to us, it's like, oh, you're saying it's all bad. No, it's not all bad. Don't blow it up. You have to ask yourself if it's possible that you misinterpreted what they said. Um, remember, Elias Porter said that we judge ourselves by our intentions and other people by their behavior. So if we actually slow down and think about what that other person's intentions might have been, maybe they had no intention to say what they did, but they did anyway. We got to step into the space of now, right? Because we're not reacting. We're acknowledging options, the impact and the consequences that could happen uh, for each of them. And then we're going to decide to move forward. So a lot to happen in a small amount of time, but time can slow down the more you do this type of thinking and make it easier to follow through in future situations. When you select a response, use logic over emotion in that moment. It's going to help you be better. It's going to help you be better with that other individual and not reacting to what they said or what they did and not reacting from some emotional or physiological response that goes through our body. It's like we have to sort of overtakes our impulse control. And the result is like firing back at somebody when we really didn't think it through and we didn't really mean what we said. So we might as well just skip it. Use the weight principle. You know, state another way, identify the action or behavior that, you know, you're either going to react to or respond. Step into the space of now. Identify some potential responses. Think about the consequences and then choose one and move forward. It's way better than reacting. Don't be the reptile, the one that automatic, automatically reacts. You got to be critical. You're not in a hurry. And often it's a self-imposed sort of mental universal time frame about how fast we're supposed to respond to somebody. We don't have that really going on. We want to think through it. Do what I call life math. 
it's like that robotic math that goes through your head real quickly through our brain so that we can be selective and think about whether or not we want to do something. It's like, oh, well, I could do that, but then this might happen or that, and that's a realistic possibility. No, I don't want to do it. Or the other way, you do the life math and you're like, yeah, I'm all in. If you're looking for some good books to read, uh, ones that can change your life, I want you to check these out. We've got Siddhartha by Herman Hess. We've got Freedom from the Known by Jiddu Krishnamuriti. And that's Freedom of Freedom from the Known. And then the third one is Man's Searching for Meaning by Viktor Frankl. I mean, you read Viktor Frankl's stuff and you're just going to be so impressed. Whether you're an avid reader or you don't really like to read, I'm sure these are going to make a big difference in your life. And I am starting to go by this whole thing that even if you skim these things, you're going to grow. So you skim the ones that you don't like and then you read fully the ones that that speak to you. Which kind of leads us to our our top 10. All righty then. And I'm going to fit it in and bring some context to part A. Um Top 10 things to consider when giving someone tough love feedback. Number 10, where's this happening? What's around? Who's around? And most likely it should be private. Number nine, timing. Is this a good time? Is this person in a state of mind to be able to handle this? And that's a big thing to think about right now while we're on lockdown. Star date, May 6th, 2020. When we're recording this, number eight, your tone of voice, really big. Number seven, your body language. When you're given tone, when you're given tough love feedback, you need to make sure that your tone of voice and your body language and the words you use are all in alignment. Number six, things to consider when you're giving someone tough love feedback, ask for permission. This is huge. I love asking people for permission when I want to give them feedback of any kind. Is it okay if I share my thoughts? Is it okay if I share my feelings? Is it okay if I we talk about the issue that we where we left off last Thursday? Most people say yes immediately. They don't even think. And they're like, oh, 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 maybe I shouldn't have said yes. Maybe I should have said, well, can we talk later? I want to go get a cup of coffee. But they didn't. You asked for permission. They gave it. And now you can use a high-quality number five. Use a high-quality disarming statement, as we talked about in part A. They get crafted, remember, from the other person's underlying needs and interests that you can identify, and you work those into sentences that help them sort of give you entree into the discussion, and they puts them in a place where they're more willing to listen. Four, remember, we're going to use the forms model, which is factual, observable, reliable, measurable, and specific. Number three, ensure this is a trusting relationship and build trust up before providing this if it's unsolicited. If you don't have a really well-established relationship and you give unsolicited tough love, that might be the end of your relationship. So use this concept and other factors to determine whether you want to give it to them, when, who. You know, tough love like during a holiday meal is probably not a good idea. Number two, It helps us feel connected to others. Also like the same music and essentially connect on the web to share and listen to other people, Uh, listen to talk to them and get their ideas on how they give tough love, how they give feedback. It is like music. It's like poetry. It has to be done really well and smoothly or people aren't going to listen. 
Number one, tough love feedback. Be sure it comes from the heart and that's evident. You can match the verbal, vocal, and the visual, and the heart, and the care you have for this person to move forward in your life, to help them move forward. Tough love from you is meant to be a jumpstart, a little push off the ledge. I mean, it's like the, you know, you're showing them that you care, and at the same time, you can offer future support. You know, if you both decide to go bungee jumping, and the person isn't like, take me down, I'm not doing it but they're on the edge and they want to be there and they just can't go, you might just give them a little, a little push, right? We can give tough love and get it and get in a better place to receive it for ourselves. If we need it, even if our friends and loved ones think we need it and we don't, we can be ready for it even more if we learn about ourselves and we learn about ourselves all the time. Growth mindset. Here's the brief plug of the show, real brief, but in service of being a force for good. If you are looking to hear more from me and chat with me, you can find me under Instagram under Beyond Corona and also Conflict Healer. DM me as I would love to hear from you about the topics that we're talking about and want to get you included here. Hit, hit, hit me up with the gang of 20,000 plus on LinkedIn under Dave Gerber. Definitely sign up for the free newsletter. Send me your email and I'll set you up for the blast that we send out that to 17,000 like-minded people. Uh, that are opening these up a couple times a week. Um, I think we do Mondays and Thursdays. I send out a newsletter for free every month. I'll put you on that list too. Just send your email over. We'll get it done. If you're interested in upcoming courses on all different kinds of subjects that are being developed at www.thesynergyuniversity.com. As I said, you can email me, Gerber at synergydt.com directly. And if you just want to see more about me, go to davegerber.info. That's a good one, davegerber.com, and my business, leadership coaching, training, facilitation, mediation, everything about people, synergydt.com, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y-D-T.com. Send me that email directly. Obviously, please join the club with these podcasts, sign up, tell your friends, share it with people, uh, the people that have a growth mindset, that care, that want to level up faster. That's who, that's who this is for. Anyway, let's get back to the good stuff and we'll close this one out. My final thoughts today are this. Mother, you know, Mother Teresa once said, let us always meet each other with a smile. For the smile is the beginning of love. I agree. There's nothing better than seeing a smile on the face of someone you love. Which means people want to see a smile on you. These smiles can demonstrate connection and empathy and understanding and gratitude and love and so much more. So I say for today, whenever you listen to this, let's just try and smile a little bit more. Remember, our mental toughness is what we all need. And sometimes we have to dig deep, deep, deep to find it. In this case, we might have to make it out of good, clean, thin, hopefully fresh air. You got this. I know it. You know it. I'm your alley before, during, and after this BS. I mean virus. I'm wishing every human on the planet a great day today and a better one tomorrow. I'm Dave Gerber, your host of this international podcast we all call Beyond Corona. We're moving forward together because we're all in it to win it with one another. I love you. Be safe, peaceful, and happy. Until next time, we are out of here.